Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. This episode is sponsored by Sentinel Pension, a division of Falcon Winkler. Sentinel's main goal is to ease some of the painful burden of retirement plan administration. We offer comprehensive services with the goal of meeting your company's financial objectives while providing your employees with a path to retirement. For more information, visit www.choosesentinel.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Louisiana Ladies. As soon as you pressed the button, I was like, we did not discuss who was going to say hello. Well, this was a last minute uh, decision that we were going to do the intro. Yes. Well, if you haven't figured it out, it's Kate. And Lainey. And Missy T is nearby. She will be joining us shortly. Yes. So excited. Um, But we're going to jump right into it with our guest. We have Tori Swallow here. Hey, guys. So this was a fun little, like, Baton Rouge connection, how all of us ended up knowing Tori. Um, A couple weeks ago, I went to – it was like a new member coffee meeting for Forum 225. So Tori and I are both new members. And we were all chatting about what we do. And she was like, wait, do you know Melissa? And I was like, I do. I do a podcast with Melissa. And Tori was one of Melissa's students way back when. So Kate also kind of knows who she is. Tori was at SJA when I taught there, but I didn't have the privilege of teaching you. Um, But she swims like a beautiful mermaid (laughs) in the ocean. And I have a very vivid memory when I was starting to get into triathlons of Tori was a ringer on a um, triathlon um, relay team. She did the swim. And I specifically remember the, your, um, your arms and the way that your fingers like basically like gracefully almost dragged along the water. Um, and then when I started working with a swim coach, that was obviously like, we did lots of drills and, you know, just anyway, it's such a vivid, like visual for me (laughs) because you were like that shining example of perfect Form. That is hilarious. I will have to um, tell my parents thank you for all the lessons and yeah. the coaches that they paid. But that is a um, good old fashioned zipper drill that got you there. So maybe ask your coach. Yes, yes. Well, I'm, shout out to Ann Shawhan. I don't work with her anymore. Uh, she's moved to Colorado and I've retired. Um, my, Me my too. Triathlon so. There you go. Yeah. Just a bunch of washed up athletes here. Um, okay, well, Tori, so obviously you're from Baton Rouge, as the SJA connections would yeah. suggest. Um, um, after SJA, we'll jump right into your story. Where where did you go? Yeah, so I went to LSU right after, um, you know, did the normal LSU things. And then um, after that, it was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. It's funny you say swimming because I moved to Lafayette um, and Crawfish Aquatics has a site there. So they have one here in Baton Rouge, but also in Lafayette. And so I'd worked at the one in Baton Rouge all through college mm-hmm. and they offered me a full-time position in Lafayette after that. So oh, I wow. did that while I was figuring out my life and yeah. um, kind of headed up their program there and um, worked with a lot of 12 and under swimmers and just getting like swim lessons off the ground and all that good stuff. Um, and then it was like, you know, I just, I don't want to be a swim coach my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> while it was great because I got to be tan and, you know, all that, um, I came back and got my teaching certification and started teaching um elementary 
school and started, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. in Baker at a charter school there and then ended up um, at EBR for a couple of years and taught public school, which I loved, mainly third grade math and science, which was super fun. Oh. And through that, um, started working with uh, curriculum mm-hmm. and worked for two different curriculum companies where I was able to uh, lead a professional development and implementation support for districts and states across the country. And then I promise I'm wrapping this up. I finally (laughs) landed um, in the business coaching world. So I realized, you know, as I was working in in the curriculum world, um, people just needed help making decisions and like help managing people. There's just, you get put in these positions and there's not training or support. And it's like, oh gosh. And I was one of those people. And so I kind of went down this rabbit hole of business coaching and what does that look like? And um, long story short, that's where I am today. Yeah, that's amazing. So did you, when you jumped into business coaching, did you just start as your own business or did you work with another business coach? Yeah, started myself, um, which, yeah, scary, but was able to um, do both for a little bit and while I got my my feet um, under me. And so, um, yeah, I've been on my own. That's amazing. So what was your journey to starting your business and building your clientele? Yeah. So um, I went through this program um, that is it's super cool. It's called Center for Executive Coaching. Um, and it's a worldwide thing, all online, but they do different cohorts, you know, every so often. And so um, through that program, I, they really, I feel like, equipped me to uh, – know what to do from start mm-hmm. to finish because it's like, hey, I'm, I'm just a teacher and then I happen to work in curriculum. I'm like, I don't know how to start a business. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and so there's a lot of good support there in just getting boots off the ground to getting clients and that kind of thing. Um, and so I really just followed like what they said yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so can't say awesome. enough good things about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to shout out the name of your business. Yeah. It's called Roots Advising. So um, if you think about a leader being the root system to their business um, where they're, they're kind of gathering the resources, but then their team is like the flowers and the stuff that gets to go out and shine and do all the work. But the leaders are kind of that underground support. I love that. So I love that analogy, especially yeah. like here at Falcon Winkler. I like it's such a vivid image, and it is so true. Our partners and our managers have to have that like roots ground effort. Yeah. And speaking of the roots, the our, roots our, have the, arrived. I know our roots. <laughs> Sorry, Missy T has just She's arrived. She looks crisis. adorable coming off of her crisis. Her hair is so feisty today. I love it. Thanks. I got a new curling iron. I love it. I need to, <laughs> you to drop the link for that curling iron because it looks so good. Um, Sorry about that. Uh, I feel like I'm doing Come, what you do. Yeah, coming in hot. <laughs> I know. It's like roles reversed today. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Tori. Great to see you. Luckily, Tori and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did Very you teach time. her? I didn't teach Tori. Oh, you but missed out. I know. I really did. But I remember her being a magical swimmer. And um, like I remember her very much during our days at SJ. Yes. So. Uh, you were up there with one of the faves. She's super oh, really? She, well, you're yeah. so sweet. Thanks for telling me now. Yes. Wow. Sorry, all the other students. No, I'm speaking. They're all favorites, too. <laughs> no, we do love our SJA gals. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So thank you, Tori. I know y'all have probably been talking for – I finally told Emma, go tell them to start recording. Because uh, <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I act as a therapist when somebody finds out something's wrong with their 401k plan. Oh, no. And so I was trying to calm – not a client. I was trying to calm this person down. Yeah. Happens. 
it may or may not have worked, especially when I might have dropped how much this might cost. <laughs> but you're going to fix it because that's what Mr. Sentinel fixes. does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good thing we did that consultation flyer. <laughs> yeah. It's now it's now in our lobby on display. I saw it, actually. I almost picked one up. We um just put it out. About an hour ago. Yes, we did. We were just getting it together over here. (laughs) Good. Okay. (laughs) My graphic design skills worked. (laughs) That is what I told Emma. I said, can you please tell me if anybody pays attention to this that's sitting up here with my face? It would look better. Okay. I feel like you. I feel like this mic is sh- short. I, yeah, I know. It's I'm just I'm, angled low. You need yeah. to. Well, I don't want to get in trouble. I was listening I to a podcast from last week when I got like Kate. Okay, I what were we talking about? So I moved we, to we Lafayette saw each other when we were getting our nails done. Right? Wasn't that Did you? We? Was that you? I don't Did know. Did you do Pilates Plus? Yeah. Okay, this was yeah. like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it was <laughs> I don't remember the nail event, but um, oh, I was moving to you Houston. You were moving to Houston. See? Oh, you, oh, you left, I left that part. I was going to say, we missed Houston. So I we, about that. we went to Ashe, <laughs> we went to LSU, we <laughs> moved flip. to Lafayette and okay. coach swim. Yeah. We came back to Baton Rouge to teach. When did we go to Houston? We never actually went. So that's, oh. that's an important detail. Oh. That's so right, because we I quit going. teaching at yes. Pilates Plus to move. Yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, because Tori, I was taking, I quit Pilates Plus. Did you? Yeah. Do you want to try sweaty? Because that's where I teach now. What's sweaty? You should try it. Yeah, you're well, gonna get, you're gonna get her roped in. I know. <laughs> no, here we go. Now I'm gonna have like Another ten membership. more She Beachbody <laughs> Peloton. I'm not. Pilates I'm not a Beachbody. Nope. I canceled Beachbody. Okay. And I'm sorry. I swore by it, and it was really great. So I'm sorry if anybody is gonna call me out, but it was time for me to let that one go. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Tori. Sweaty Where's... is on Highland and uh, LSU Avenue, that corner. Okay, Those so that's not cow. overly far from that's me. That's not yeah. out of your bubble. No, not. It's right there. Okay, what is it? It's the same idea as Pilates Plus, like Legree, Pilates, um, and what this is technically called is slow resistance training. Coming to you from someone who's taught all of them, they're very similar, just okay. tweaks in language, but same idea as a machine. college girls? There are, but okay, they're so also... Gonna, they're going to call me ma'am. But they're <laughs> also... They call me ma'am too, so you know. Um, there are some like, you know, non-college girls that come. And there okay. actually are some people from um, Pilates Plus that you might recognize that have jumped over. Why'd they jump over? Oh, I guess um, we should talk about that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what we call an off-mic conversation. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, but I will tell lives you, for drama. I will tell you. No, honestly, <laughs> just so that I can get this on record, I loved Pilates Plus yeah. for the three or four years that I did yeah. it. What happens with me, and I loved Orange Siri for the three or four years. I don't know if this is a Melissa thing, but – at some point, my body just starts to hurt, yeah. and then I start to regress, and then I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Because you yeah, like to win. Fair. Yeah, I want to get stronger, and I want to have abs. And whenever I'm like on the Pilates Plus machine or at Orange Theory, and I'm like, I can barely run 6.0, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. I talked to Courtney. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. We love Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to Courtney, and she said that doing it too long is not the best thing oh. for me. Yeah, yeah. For Does your body get used to it's it? It's very individualized. Well, I mean, there's different things that can happen. Like, like, I don't think your body gets used to it. I well, think you I mean, just got used to it. Well, you can plateau, but there's generally ways to overcome a plateau. And then you can also, you mentioned pain, like encounter overuse. Um, I'm not very good at resting my body, but that, right, I was that might say, be why you I, hurt. I feel like we are having for sure a Missy T specific conversation regarding overuse. 
<laughs> and perhaps plateauing. Yes. Um, but I mean, a lot of people experience. I mean, of course, I turn. I, I come in late and I turn the podcast back <laughs> on myself. I <laughs> no, I think she meant that as welcome in, to I, our guest. I think Melissa most people. <laughs> I think most people don't overdo it. Is what I think she's trying to right. say. Right. Yeah. That's I know. I'm, I'm weird. I'm I think weird. A, like I don't think she, she's trying to not sway people from exercising. No, 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 no. I think a lot of people can like find a thing that is their jam and do it forever. Like. Um, you know, my sister-in-law Polly is like a yogi and she has been doing yoga since I met her two decades ago and she continues to get stronger and all the things. But I think that, um, Missy T might have, a. um, it's in her DNA <laughs> to perhaps like go real hard and overdo. What's the point if you're not? Exactly. So, right. I think, but I think honestly, and as a non-professional in any sense of the word, that like you're kind of changing lanes every few years. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, challenge your mind, challenge your body. Like, listen to your doctor's wing of pain. You know? Miss CrossFit over here, I know people say that's terrible for you. And I like, if people do overdo it, then yeah. But I found what I like. Yeah. That doesn't mean yeah. it's the same thing that the person sitting next to me is going to like. Or this is true. See we are all from. individuals. Why do I compare myself to others? Okay, going back to Tori, what we're Com- all, literally what we're all comparison talking. is the thief of joy. I, I know. Okay. I do say that to people. Okay. I, no, like y'all, everyone, all, everyone that listens to me knows I don't practice what I preach. Okay. I am so good at giving <laughs> advice. Yes. I am. You are. You People are. People listen to it. You just don't take your You own. should listen to it. I know. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I'll tell you, Tori. Hold on, let me, hold on. Oh, okay. But here's We're not going to talk about Melissa yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be everything for everyone at all times. That's my problem. Yeah. Go ahead, Tori. Sure. Back to you. Okay, Tori, so, I do see a therapist. I noticed you I was like, I, oh, I, I have one. a great one. Oh, I <laughs> you want to talk to her. Oh, because I, I have a Poor thing is probably like, why are you, Melissa? Okay, go ahead. Okay, also, does your therapist listen to the podcast, Miss CD? No, she probably should I, I would like mm. to recommend that to her for okay i will i'll uh, let her know yeah anyway um I, i'd be curious to know her thoughts <laughs> i'm sure she'd have thoughts on all this okay um <laughs> well i want to get back though before i was gonna ask you and i will about your approach to coaching but i want to get back to the juicy plot twist of the houston move and why were we moving to yeah houston like did you and pack why, everything up why didn't we move to houston okay so it's not that juicy okay but I have to tell like five stories. So I was at when I this was when I was working in curriculum. Our company got a huge deal with Texas, and so it was like, hey, we need somebody to move to Texas, be like boots on the ground, and oh, I just think I be you there. Me this. Yes. Okay, this is coming back to me. So it was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. I have friends in Austin. I wanted to go to Austin. The guy I was dating at the time was like, no chance. We're moving to Austin. How about Houston? And so it was like a compromise mm. that I wasn't super excited about, but like whatever. Mm. Then the way that like the Texas deal with my company rolled out like it still was full force but then some other changes happened where I moved more into a national role versus a regional role and it was like well you don't really have to move if you don't want to and so I was like yeah I don't want to so I stayed oh had you packed everything up no but we had a house so at the time we had two houses one we were renting out we had sold that one we were about to put the one we were living in on the market we had a house like We had put an offer in in Houston and then like all while within literally the same week, all this is happening, the house in Houston, the inspection came back and it was awful. And like, so we backed out and then it was like, well, Well, there you go. All signs point to like. Okay. So then, sorry. Now, was that before or after Lafayette? Uh, After. Lafayette was like post-college. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. 
I'm going to Lafayette. I kind of feel like that some days. Yeah. I just go to Lafayette. Go to Lafayette. Yes. You would Church immediately come home. You think so? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I came home every weekend, to be fair. Because um, I don't want to bash Lafayette. It's a great place. But, like, I feel like there's more to do here. And you are such a, like, Baton Rouge is in your blood type person. This person that just called me told me he's heard my name three times in the course of two days. And so he felt like he should call me. And I was oh. like, hmm. I'm kind of flattered, but I'm also hoping Concerned. that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he called. Yeah. So. But he called. Okay. Then you got into business coaching. I'm I'm totally like Jump go right ahead. on it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. This podcast is like a peek inside your brain, I feel like. It's scary. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. That's why I think your therapist could like really give us all I mean all of us really someday. we should have her on a critical we should have, and should have a live session oh, I know no, is that that's, that's like a like I was gonna say are you yeah, able to do that because no, when yeah, I was she, going to therapy I had to sign a paper that said um she like couldn't approach me in public yes same so they're not okay. supposed to yeah but wow. you can approach them you yes, can approach them. I always think about that I've but seen her in public many a time yes I've never seen it would be like seeing a teacher I kind of yeah it's literally like it's like they know you kind of like make eye contact and like acknowledge that you know each other and then you go about your day speaking of i need to go ahead and get up an appointment on the books with mine it's yeah that sounds critical in a minute um tori was telling us about how she started her business yes two feet into business coaching on her own and why it is called roots yeah okay i like it it's a beautiful and then our root and then you walked in and i said here's our roots. oh okay well, <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> so to bring it back to Tori, one of the things that you listed that you wanted to talk about is your approach to coaching. Would love to hear more about that. Yeah. So I always tell people, um, I am responsible for the process. You are responsible for the results. So like people will say, well, what's your, you know, who you're helping and how do you know how to help them if like you've never been a CPA or whatever? Um and it's, it's, I'm not positioning myself as a consultant in that I'm an expert in your fear, field or an advisor as like, I know exactly, you know, how to tell you to be successful. But instead, I'm literally a coach to walk alongside you. And I really just ask questions that move them from point A to point B. So um, most often, I'm helping people with like time and task management, leadership management type stuff. I see eyeballs over there. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, like, as I was walking in late, I was like, Tori's going to be like, okay, we need to meet. It sounds like you. she needs a coach. Yeah. I had a coach. I had a coach. And I liked – I had a good coach. And yeah. I'm sure you're a good coach, too. And I just thought maybe at some point in my freaking career, I wouldn't need a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, kind but- of like – Therapy. I was going to say. It is like therapy. I mean, honestly, my therapist is kind of like a business coach, and she's probably like, okay, can you go get a business coach? Yeah. I tell people it's like therapy for business, and it's not, right? There's very – I'm not a therapist. I'm not equipped to do that. But it is just a a sense of like, hey, what do you have going on today? What's on your mind? Like, what are we trying to get to big picture? Let's work through that, and I'm literally going to ask you questions until we get there. And there are certain things when I step in and, you know, jump in with advice and when I can and when it is appropriate. But um, it's more so about just that process, and then they go out and do it. So who – is your main clientele. Yeah. I like a small business owner. Okay. Um, Classify small. Good question. Haven't really <laughs> defined it. Um, what I th- – Does I th- anybody wonder why I'm asking? Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about like our lady the lake, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's right? big. <laughs> right. Um, but beyond that, like 
I'm kind of open okay. and have done anywhere from like, you know, five employees to like 20 employees okay. to, you know, so just it's more about like what's going on and can I help you versus like putting parameters around that, if that makes sense. Yep. Makes total sense. Do you ever tell somebody that they're not a good fit? Um, I have never had to explicitly say it, oh, Okay, but it is a thing that I know right away. Oh. And uh, for who I'm thinking of, it's there's been a couple people and I know right away and it's um it naturally happens that it's like mm. this isn't right. And usually mm. it'll be, you know, sometimes because of what they have going on isn't necessarily ready to be coached. They might not be in the mindset to be coached or financially they're just not in a place for it. Yep, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like any sort of coaching. Yeah. You have to be coachable. You have yeah. to be coachable and yeah. you have to want to be coached. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you also probably need to maybe do what your coach tells you to do or you're going to be aggravating. Well, yeah. I think that's one thing that I have found success with is like, I'm not going to tell you, like, this is about you. It's not about me. So I'm not going to say, did you do your homework? And, you know, there have been plenty of times where I've asked, we've agreed, let me say this, we've agreed that you know, following their session, the next step is for them to do blah, 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 because they said it, right? I got them there, but they said it, they committed to it. And then we come back and they didn't do it. Okay, great. What's on your mind today? I'm not going to, unless they- So you're not going to like shame them? No. Unless they hold, you know, they ask me to hold them accountable, right? Then that's a different story, but I'm not there to be their teacher and crack the whip and say, well, you didn't do it. So- Yeah. I think there also is a difference between somebody who like maybe didn't do their homework for one reason or another, you know, they got busy, they, it gives them anxiety, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it may be, and you help them work through. Let's talk about why. why. Yeah, exactly. And then kind of, I feel like what Missy T was saying is, um, cause I talked to my daughter about this a lot with athletics is you have to trust your coach, Mm -hmm. right. You know, um, and there's a lot of studies and things like that uh, on the importance of trusting your coach, even if for whatever reason, you're not giving a hundred percent, whether it's in athletics or business, it, if you have trust in your coach and his or her process, it's going to make a world of difference in your, your performance and your outcome. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. I was just looking at my calendar. Oh, goodness, Missy T. So you can schedule a therapy session? <laughs> I was going to actually see if I could get some free advice from Tor- No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. So a my therapy biggest, session? No, yeah. my, no my, I know what one of my biggest issues is. And I don't actually think it's time management. It's maybe this is time management. <laughs> it's overbooking myself. Mm-hmm. And I give presentations on boundaries. And there are certainly, I've gotten better about it. But if I do not stay on top of this calendar, Tori, it looks like it does this week. Yeah. And then, and I'm, then, which is a scary sight. I'm, I'm sure. Poor Lainey, she has to schedule like interviews and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, just fit it in. Yeah, I'll call and be like, um, we can do something in about three to four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> On a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With wine. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, but no, like I was, I, I, and that's, it. this is when Lainey says I have imposter syndrome, I guess, but like I, somebody asked me for lunch and I was like, okay, my next lunch availability is September 19th. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And truly I could have probably like squeezed it in, but I'm holding true to my boundaries no, imposter syndrome is like whenever you said so. that you my boss you feel like you like aren't capable of something or that you have oh. self doubt. No, I think people want to get on my like calendar because they think be I can be where do it. you are like at this point. Anyway, 
I'm sure imposter syndrome is something that you help your clients with a lot. I feel like so many, it comes up in so many conversations of my friends that are all kinds of professions, like business owners, teachers, you know, attorneys. It's like that, maybe it's a buzzword, you know, but. Well, I think it is a buzzword, but I feel feel like it's like gaslighting. I feel like sometimes people misuse imposter syndrome, like they misuse the word gaslighting. I feel like they're using it correct, that they feel like, how did I get into this position? Yes, I I don't disagree with you. Who trusted me to teach these kids or try this case? How did I get here? But like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah, It can happen to anyone, but I think specifically women. Yes. Because we don't, I don't want to say we don't believe in ourselves enough, but... For the majority, a lot of us are very humble, and we think, like, oh, how did I get into this position? Like, I'm just little old me. Yeah, for sure. That's more what it is. I sometimes think that, like, when this guy told me he's heard my name three times in two days, I was like, hmm. But he also sits on a board. Yeah. And there was board board members that know me. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people, I've had the conversation to your point of, like, People are looking to me for answers, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know. Like, but but it's like, oh gosh, I should know. I'm I'm the owner of this, yeah. so like, yeah. I'm the whatever. And but and I think that's the missing piece of when you've been in a different, lower position, you have a peer or you have someone above you to give you that guidance and support. And then all of a sudden you're at the top and it's like, oh gosh, they were looking for me. First of all, I have to learn how to support them. Yep. Plus I have to do all this myself. Well, that's something that you say often and you usually say it halfway joking, but you're like, who's, I'm checking on everybody who's checking on me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I need to be checked on. Yeah. 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 I try to check on her. (laughs) Lainey does a really good job. There's only so much I can do. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of running a business. No, but I will tell you when we were going through some stuff, um, and I'll just say one of our employees passed away um, unexpectedly. Lainey was like, I mean, I was distraught. I don't know how else to put it. Like, worked here for 20 plus years. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it, it Lainey came literally came into my office and was like, Melissa, there are no boundaries this weekend. You let me know yeah. what you need. From it it me. happened on a Friday and it was I mean, everybody was pretty distraught. Yeah, sure. yeah I was and like, everybody was. And but. like she says, she gives the boundaries presentations and things. And so that's why I said that. I was like, if you need anything yeah, from me this said, weekend, she was like, giving let me permission. Me and I think I did. I think I did reach out to you at yeah. some point, and we were kind of going. But I think back we needed forth. each other at that point. Yeah. So it goes yeah, both ways. That's a big, big thing. That's why Sorry. I love Lainey. Yeah. Oh home. yeah, because so again, going back to the example my like my husband always says it's lonely at the top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you go back to that example and i can only talk from my own experiences right but that instance which was emotional and traumatic and just shocking and jarring well then people are still looking to me to figure out what to do yeah, next yep, absolutely like what are we doing next yeah and it's i will say this and in fact, my sweet cousin Paige had listened to the podcast me and Lainey recorded and she texted me to check on me because we Aww. said that there was a lot going on. But Paige. I will say just to be vulnerable, like that was one of the most overwhelming periods sure. of my career. Yeah. Quite honestly, there's yeah, no yeah. rule book for that right. anywhere, you know, and that's the situation with grief at any particular stage. But your mm-hmm. business has to keep running mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your employees are looking to you like. They don't say it, but, you know, it's kind of like, no, well, what I was are we going to do? Especially as a leader, because you're grieving in your own way, but we're all looking to you for, like, what do we do next? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. looking to, like, I compare <laughs> it almost to looking to 
a big sibling. Like, I'm the baby yeah. in our family. And, like, whenever unexpected things happen in childhood, like, I look to my brother first. But and it's like, what do you do? I yeah. also see so much value in a business coach. And I say this, like, kind of jokingly, but I think it's very true. So, okay, so let's say Kate and I owned a business together, okay? First of all, we'd probably never anything done. I was going to say, that sounds <laughs> wacky. It sounds fun. It would be – no, we would have a blast. Yeah. I don't know how successful we would be because – But it we might would, not be a lot of income. It would be, like, entertainment 720 on Parks and Rec for yeah. any of my Parks and Rec fans out there. Maybe that's like, – we become entertainers. But – so let's say me and Kate are having a conflict, right? But we work together, so we are in it, okay? And, you know, or Kate's having an issue with one of her employees, and I'm telling her what she should do. I think there's so much value in an outsider, for lack of better words, somebody that yeah. is not involved with your organization to challenge you and ask you these questions. And it's kind of like couples counseling. I don't know how else to put that. Like oh, it's not Patrick could somebody... tell me one thing, but my therapist might tell me, I might be like, oh, okay, maybe you're right. You know? I'll, yeah. But, and and so you probably have some aha moments with business owners. Like oh, you yeah. probably say something and they're like, oh. And then they probably go back and tell maybe their partners and they're like, no, we've told you that, you know? So yeah, well, I but, think it's somebody that doesn't have any stake in the game. They don't stake in the game. And like the success of the business doesn't directly impact you so you can give an unbiased opinion Mm -hmm. well and it's less like I said it's less about me giving an opinion or an advice of what you should do but it's it's guiding them to get them to where they want to be or it's unpacking what do you want I asked somebody today literally in a coaching session like what do you want out of this and she was Mm -hmm. like well I don't really know all right let's talk about it let's figure it out and then by the end we were able to figure that out and then you know tackle like how are we going to get there? What, yeah, because what that's conversation not a are we going to have? She asks herself. No, she probably don't wake up. She's probably just trying to keep her business afloat. Yeah. I will say, my business coach years ago asked me what I wanted, and my answer was like to feel like I'm in control of my day. And she was like, "We might need to work on that expectation, Melissa." Yeah. And I was like, "But why?" <laughs> but that's that's my. Goal. She's right. I mean, you know, yeah. but those are those are things that yeah. So many business owners don't really necessarily have the time to work on themselves. They might be able to work on the business. Um, and that's my biggest goal is to work on my business instead of in my business. But working on myself, like, it, yeah, no, I don't practice what I preach. Yeah. I'm like, go to the doctor, take a day off, go get errands, you know, and I'm running around like a crazy person. Um, the other thing, too, is, and I'll say this. And I didn't, and I'm saying this from somebody who was an employee at St. Joseph's Academy to an employee here for, I've been a partner for seven. Okay. This should be easy math. I've been here for 14. So I was an employee. Seven years. Seven years. And the mentality is different. Tell me You have a different mentality when you're a business owner. You just do. I don't know how else to put it. You are responsible for people's livelihoods. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for the business to go on. You're responsible for decisions. And do not get me wrong. I love it. I love this role. I feel like I'm good at it. But there are just some days I'm like, can I go back and sit into this desk and somebody just tell me, Melissa, work on this client or, you know, and so, but I, I, you know, I thrive in that type of environment. But it can be challenging, you yeah. know, and I feel like people that want to be business owners, I love that they want to be entrepreneurs and business owners, but it does take a certain, a, a business owner mentality. And let's just be honest. I'm not trying to be mean. Not everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. A five o'clock, like, uh, it's five o'clock, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And I will not think about it again until tomorrow. Yeah. Which there's days that that sounds magical. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't. It's hard to turn off. Yeah. Do you ever get clients who have that expectation? Like, I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to run it. But I'm also going to clock out at five and not think about it. Yeah. Um, no, it's more... The other not, way, they never turn it there's off. There's a lot of that. Yeah. That's more so. But I will say people aren't explicitly saying, I want to be done at five. But I can see, like you're not putting in what you need to put in mm-hmm. to be successful. And and to your point, like maybe it's not the right fit. and Or are we not putting in what we need to put in for some other reason? And let's like figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. What what do you want? What do you really want? Well, this is what it's going to take. Like how are we going to get there together? And I think you have to have a certain level of passion for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to own a business if you don't like what you're doing. Yeah, You know, um, at least that would be. I'm not a business coach. I'm just saying this is how I would think. Like yeah, if yeah. I was trying to run a No, I mean I can like tell you, like, I couldn't run count I couldn't run a bakery. Yeah. You know, I fell out of about love cookies. with wedding planning. I'm, I'm, I mean I'm passionate about eating them. Yeah. But that happened to me. I was like, I don't love wedding planning yes. anymore. Yeah. Yes. I am missing my daughter's life for this business. And that's what it took, like the people around me to be like, then why are you doing this? Like, great question. I'm not going to do it but anymore. Part of yeah. you, but part yeah, of you was probably doing it because you had made a name for yourself. And, and, and whether, yeah, you wanna, sure. whether you want to admit this no, or not, I, I think you don't want to let these other people down. Yes. Like, people were relying mm-hmm. on you, you know, for and that's sure. an outside force. Yes. And I can say that, like, I dealt with that a lot. You know, I taught an EBR for just one year. And leaving that was relatively easy because I was leaving for SJA. But leaving SJA was tough. Like, yeah. I felt like I was letting so many people down. Like, my coworkers, my former teachers, the girls that I taught, the girls that I taught who had little sisters who they wanted me to teach them. Mm-hmm. And, but after I left, I realized, like, they're all fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they are all fine. Oh, it's SJA, like when I leave a board. Right. I'm like, SJA figured out how to be a blue ribbon school without Kate Cook. Yeah. Like, Emily Peavy taught the shit out of American history after I left. Like, it all went fine. And I was like, I need to, like, release myself of that pressure. So, but you're right. It crossed my mind again. All the people whose little sisters I was going to play in their wedding. All of the vendors who relied on me as a recommendation. Like, just all the things. But I had to tell myself again, like, this isn't about them. They will be fine. They'll figure it out. The industry will figure it out. You got to do what's right for you. I was going to say, when you were talking about letting people down, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, the only person you weren't worried about letting down is yourself. Right. That's the most important. And and that is the definition of boundaries, not being responsible for other people's feelings in that particular situation. Yeah. I love it. You weren't going out and being deliberately mean to them. (laughs) Right, right, right. This is powerful. (laughs) Like, Tori's like, and I've come into Hot Mess Express. (laughs) We spent some wisdom on this podcast. All aboard the Hot Mess Express. Um, You know, geez. Anyway, okay. Um, So, so you, you, business coaching, sweaty studios, slow resistance training. You're really good at that. Tori has such a calming effect. You seem like it. Like, I would do whatever you tell me to. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all should come try it out. She was really, she's very, she was very good. And it was very odd that I was now taking a class from somebody that I used to teach. Well, and I was awkward at first about, like, 
saying hi to you because it was like, oh my God, does she know me? Like, do I say that she taught me math? Like, does that make her feel weird? Because I'm teaching her now. Like, (laughs) so I think there Dory overthought that a little bit. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Hence why I go to therapy. But I think there were a couple of classes that I just let go by before I acknowledged. Did I not recognize you? And I'm really sorry. No, I think we just didn't talk. You probably mutually recognize yeah, each other. Yeah. And, y'all were and then finally, I said, that like, hey. character for me. And you were like, oh, I know exactly who you are. I was like, oh, oh great. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I said, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Maybe I sensed that you were that a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and weird. Some students, I like, I literally will still see some students and they like, tackle me and then I see others that they just avoid me and I'm like okay it's been 14 <laughs> plus years you yeah, know it's fine you yeah. know it's fine I love it I love running into okay, students I, yeah. it's it still brings me a lot of joy especially I re- what year did you graduate 2009 okay so that was my last year there um so I gave a presentation my boundaries presentation to this real estate group and two of my students were in it oh wow and um they were like, oh, my God. They called me Miss Major, which means that they had me my first year. And they were like, you were still one of my favorite teachers. Aww. And I was like, this is so awesome, but I will never go back to teaching. Well, it's probably cool to see where they are now, especially since you have oh, been away from me how so I cha- She's a teacher. She asked me how I changed my career. Yeah, you're I changing lives even after the fact. Yeah, I told her I had to go back to school. She was like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm like, oh, you could just throw a noodle at a wall and go see what kind of job you get, you know? Yeah. Falken Winkler hired me and I had no accounting experience. I was just like, I will I will make coffee. The amount of yeah. past teachers who work here is really impressive. My sister- Yeah, it, the only thing is we're dra- you know, the, the, we need good teachers. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's know, a tough it's tough to do that for a long time. I'm just being honest. My it's sister tough. does hiring for her company and she said that teachers are kind of ideal applicants. Yes. Um because they are really good at explaining things to others yes. and if that is part of the job you know, they know that they'll excel in that. That, and they're used to working like 12 hours a day for no money. So they'll do whatever you need. (laughs) Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) So I did get comments whenever I left teaching, and I've been very raw on this podcast. One of them was actually by multiple people who asked me, what was I going to do when I had children? And I said, I didn't realize in order to have children and work, you had to be a teacher. Mm. And I'm just going to say it because that is a ridiculous comment, right? Yeah. And, well, you had your summers off. Look, here's what I've said. I actually talked to a teacher a couple weeks ago. Sorry, teacher. Teacher. But (laughs) she's like – it's not a flexible schedule. No. Okay. It's literally the opposite. It is the opposite. Of, I'm going to – let me dispel that myth. Why yeah. do people think it's flexible, Kate? Um, I don't know. It's because of holidays. Yeah. it's. I think it's because of holidays But But summer. most teachers, to make extra money, they work all summer. Side job. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you're, when your kids are in school, there is that, right? You are at work when they are at school, and there is that. But then they are not ever allowed to get sick because, boy, are there no subs out there right now so like your kids cannot get sick or need any kind of doctor's appointment during school hours because you are needed in your classroom for sure and I mean and you know Missy T you know like leaving school is so much prep work and then so much makeup work oh yeah you know I think I missed like two days while I was at St. Joseph's you never you don't want to because of the amount of pre-planning and then coming back and undoing whatever mess has been created I got out of jury duty when I was teaching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Same. I, well, I was like, you're going to have to postpone this to the summer. Yeah. 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 Well, so, my two best friends from high school are both teachers now. And this is going to make me sound like 
a teenager, but one of them I still have a Snapchat streak with because it's like <laughs> literally multiple years. This is a judgment zone, Lainey. <laughs> but um, she Snapchats me every morning at like 6 a.m. already on the way to work. Yeah, it's a, and I'm just like, how are you like a functioning human being right now? And then she'll send me, she teaches second grade and she's like, this girl called me a bitch today or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I feel like I'm a relatively patient person, but I do not have the patience for that. So let's put it. So this, but this, but this is what this is what I want the listeners to know. Yes, appreciate, we're not. We need teachers, and we, we are not bashing teachers, your profession. But appreciate the teachers yes. because you literally have to be ready to perform that the second that bell rings. You do not get to sit down to check your emails while your students are in there, even yeah. if they're taking a test. And so it's a tough profession, and truly, the passionate people. You know, I I, I do believe there are a lot of good obviously qualified teachers out there the problem is they they are passionate and they get burned out yeah, yeah and sure. i don't have an answer for that right yeah, yeah. well and i always think about how you used to say like you're on all day all day yeah. and i think about that often like i feel like that now but if i'm fine. having I make more money like <laughs> a, a tough work day or something or i'm stressed or whatever like at least i get to sit in my cubicle by myself and focus yes. on my work i don't have to put on a show for anyone that's true yep yeah. what were you gonna say it's like you don't have time to go to the bathroom. Nope. The amount of times I remember like Your lunch is running dictated. into my house because like I needed to go and, and but it was like my only window to leave the house before, you know, somebody else needed me or whatever uh, or leave school to get home. Um, and then lunch, yeah, 15 minutes of lunch while you're watching 30 kids eating whatever that you didn't have time to heat up. Like mm-hmm. it's just – but I, I – to your point, like I loved it. I loved yeah. oh. it. I would have never left ever. I would. I mean, I really, really loved it. I cried my eyes out the first year that I left. Like school starting, they mean me. Kind of what you yeah. were saying, but it was like I can't do this. This is not a long term thing. Like I. I, I but can't. then there are teachers, and I always use Glennis Davis uh, yeah. as the teacher of the year example. And the reason I think obviously I never had her. I taught with her. But I use her, and I've said this before, because she still had energy and passion for yeah. it. Yeah. And because she had that energy and passion, she was able to – like, every job has its pros and cons, and she's able to look past those yeah. cons, and it's truly what she wanted to do. So yeah. just so that we don't get – we're not trying to steal teachers. No. But teachers, <laughs> I just feel like they, they – are just hard workers. They are hard, hard workers. And just like people change careers, teachers change careers, you know, so that's all – we're saying yeah that's my cya so we don't okay. what next <laughs> Kate? you wrote down some questions yes okay so just, because of course i have somewhere to be at six in gonzalez so. oh my goodness um so first is are you taking on new clients i am taking on new clients and how does what does one do to become a client yeah so are, um, are you asking for someone in the room i think oh. i think we are asking for someone in the room <laughs> like you can just face melissa while you answer this question <laughs> go ahead i'll write it down <laughs> We would have an initial uh, meeting where I just kind of un- ask a lot of questions, right, and kind of understand what's going on in your world, um, what are your big challenges, and what are you hoping to improve. And then really at that point I can determine, like, yeah, I think I can help you, or no, I, I don't think I can, and I'll be very honest about that. Um, I also explain, like, my process and, um, you know, what to expect in, like I said earlier, I'm not a consultant and like here's exactly how to do what you do but instead here's what I can do I'll be that um, thought partner for you to walk alongside you as you figure out and navigate you know whatever it is that you're going through how long do you tend to work with most of your clients yeah um it depends so I like 
around six months is usually a good thing. But what I've found is that after the six months is up, people are like, wait, I'm not done. Yeah. Yes. Like, Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do have, you know, things that I can work with them after um, and have, you know, extended people that go like month to month or, you know, some people are like, hey, let me work with you for the next year. And that's great too. Yeah. Love that. I'm assuming we did talk at the beginning how you got into business coaching. I don't. I'll just go yeah. back and listen. Okay. Yes. I'll listen on that. You can be like a fan. I will. I'm a super fan. Too. Well, and so week. how can people contact you to set up that initial consultation? Yeah. So. Lady, look at you. I mean, it's like your podcast host. <laughs> I mean. Might have done like a hundred or so of these. <laughs> That's great. Um, so info, I-N-F-O, at rootsadvising. Dot com is my email address or just go to the website rootsadvising.com um, but that's where you find me Love easy it. peasy hey yeah. I was listening to the podcast from that dropped yesterday and Lainey saying that she did not have faith that me and you could upload the podcast episode <laughs> while she's out of town do you even it's... know the website to go to no I just thought it was funny no then I started envisioning sorry because I'm just saying okay so Lainey didn't talk a lot when we first started doing this podcast because no, I, so... I was told to produce which is what I did. You are still producing. Yeah. Know, but, but now, now I'm participating. She is participating. Your voice. No, I'm proud of her. This yeah. is very, But no, I I was like pulling into my driveway listening to Lainey say that. I just had this vision <laughs> of me and Kate trying to upload I know. this and, episode. And, Lainey's going to be out of the country for yeah. two weeks. And she's like, uh, no, we have um, already Yeah, we've already planned. We've already planned so that you and Kate are not going to record <laughs> or try to edit and upload the podcast. Well, like, because in my head, it'd be fine for y'all to record without me obviously but, but i just don't i don't know how to teach that part quite yeah. yet i can teach you how to press the red button yeah which even that kind of stressed me i out. screwed it up last week <laughs> there you go i accidentally put me on mute i'm like why can't i hear myself <laughs> whoops anyway okay so I, it just it kind of made me laugh a little bit yeah All i right. believe in you thanks story some days <laughs> Some days, some days. Okay, so any other questions? I do. They're not related to consulting. Though. Go. I love it. Okay, your nail color. It, oh, yeah. It, no, I also, oh, I've I have been also looking at them. The nail color. I have been looking at them. I like. I can't. It's like the perfect. It is like n- hold them neutral. Up. It's like a nudie, but like almost a little hint of coral. Like yes, like it is fantastic. Okay, I have a story about it. Oh, two stories actually. One, um, I heard on a podcast unfortunately not this one, that nail colors like this, people are calling raw chicken. Oh. Raw chicken. I have never heard that. It's like raw chicken? No. no. Okay, great. <laughs> I've never heard that. Okay, good. Let's carry on with that then. Okay. Um, nail colors that are like neutral? Yeah, like neutral. Like, oh, like I love a neutral. Raw chicken. Me too, That's but ridiculous. it looks like raw chicken. I've never heard that. Okay, Go great. about your day. Great. Um, the second thing, it's from Zaza. It's called something like... Stop blushing, stop it, I'm blushing, something with blushing and mm-hmm. stop. Um, but I had – normally Sasa was very fast, but this day they were very busy and it was a really long, drawn-out process that mm-hmm. I won't bore you with the details. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I need to leave. I'm finally walking out the door and this woman stops me and is like, oh, my God, what is your nail color? And I'm like, <laughs> I have to leave. But anyway, people it's people like it. Yeah. Perfection. It is, is, that, is that dipped or painted? Gel. So I have to say, I absolutely love the end result of getting my nails done. I cannot. It's oh, it's excruciating. I think it's like a common girlhood thing that everyone hates actually getting their nails. Oh, you're going to get a mani pedi. I'm like, no, that's only fun when I get to bring a bottle of champagne with my friends. Okay, this is because my nails are four weeks grown out, and I've got to go get it done. Yeah, I feel like that's first world problems. Okay, Kate, what else you got? Okay, my other thing is I 
have just found like my soulmate in you. Um, and wow. that your fun fact. I know essentially every word to the movie Grease, including songs and dances, and have trouble not performing when I'm watching. When I tell you that my family will not allow Grease on in our house because I will say every word, all the dialogue, it like no one is safe. Yeah. When it is on. Yeah. Well, I Same. think that the two of you should go on a date to see it at Theater Baton Rouge that's coming up. Is oh, wait. it? Oh wait, that's right. Yes, I saw it is. that. It's the fall musical. Wow. They did a cute little photo shoot at Deerman's to like promote it. Oh, cute. So, um, shout out to Theater Baton Rouge. They've been killing it. Did anybody go see Legally Blonde this summer? I did. Love. It was so good. Yeah, it was very good. Legally Blonde is one of my favorite musicals. I, it's my, my fun fact about that musical is that I saw my aunt, of course, Karen, uh, took me to see the musical when I was little. So I saw that before I ever saw the The movie. movie. And then I hated the movie because, like, obviously the movie is great yeah and, uh Reese Witherspoon calls it but I thought there was going to be singing and dancing and there wasn't so I was very disappointed Hartley was the same we went to the play this summer and then we watched the movie later in the summer and she's like wait where's oh my god you guys yes <laughs> okay me and Hartley are soul sisters in that shared experience yes okay well I love that you can recite all of Grace did you just watch it on repeat as a kid my mom literally put it on when I was like three years old Okay. Which is like, what were you thinking, mom? Wait, but did you find that as a child, everything went right over your head? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a sense. Went right over my head, including like the makeout scene of Kaniki. Yeah. And Rizzo. Yeah, Yeah. Rizzo. I'm like, not a clue that they're even like making out the like 25 cent insurance piece. Yeah. Like all of that. Like I show the movie to Hartley and she's like, they're kissing. I can see their tongues. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she's like, what is he talking Why is he talking about insurance? What is that? I'm like, why are you noticing everything? Yeah. Be like me yeah. and like everything. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like a faulty typewriter. I missed a period. Um, Hartley's like, why is she comparing herself to a typewriter? I'm like, what? Like, I literally <laughs> you, never picked up growing up that yeah. like, Rizzo had a pregnancy yeah. scare. Kiss, it, kiss I days are very um, observant. Apparently. Yeah. This is what we get for raising them too well. Yeah. We needed to be like more 80s put on style. Like, yeah, put on grease. <laughs> yeah. Throw them out in the yard, yeah. you know. Let them run. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love that you can recite it. I love that it. Yeah. you can, can't. Yeah. You know the choreography and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spent time like play, pause, play, pause. Like let me get this move down. Then keep <laughs> I it, love that. Yeah, like a, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I got all of my things that couldn't be talked about on mic. Oh, okay. I have an off-mic question. I have an off-mic comment. (laughs) All right. Sorry I'm late. Sorry I was late. But you made it. That's all that matters. Give yourself I will say, I think this is the first podcast recording I've ever been late for, and I'm very sorry, Tori. I thought thought the call at 3.50 was going to last five minutes. minutes. Yeah. You got to solve problems, you know? That's what you do. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we do. So if you need your uh, retirement plan solved. If you find out that you have screwed up in your retirement plan, like most of them are screwed up, give us a call because we can fix it. (laughs) Sentinel Pension. And call me down in the process. I'm really good at calling people. I wouldn't be like this if I wasn't late for this. I'd be like, I'd hang up. I would have hung up the phone and be like, cool, we got another special project. But instead, I'm like, there's people in there waiting to record this podcast. Yeah, I got to run to the next thing. Oh, we love a special project. Oh, I love a special project. I do. And I like helping people. Yeah, it's kind of the, what this gig is. So yeah. anyway, again, it's not about me. It's about Tori, former student. Yeah. Oh, do you want to announce the book of the month for September? Yes. We almost didn't do that. Yes, but I posted it to Instagram. Is yeah. it the one you're struggling with? No. Ugh. No. 
My aunt responded. And I was did like. You, did you read her response? Yes. She and said, give it some time. Karen, I finished that thing yesterday. I'm um, like, oh, no. you gave it all the time. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm stubborn as I'll get out. Okay, but the September book is Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. Napolitano? I gave it five stars on Goodreads. You already read it? Yeah. Oh. I am on the ball. I see that. Okay. I read the synopsis. Yeah. Um, it sounds pretty good. Except I, I might read it after I return from yeah. air so travel. I will say a little bit of it's a, about a, a plane crash. It's about about a plane crash, but the main character you will fall in love with. You fall in love, love with that. this main character. So that's the problem, Karen, about <laughs> about the book that I just finished. And I'll just go ahead and say it because it's on my Goodreads. I gave it three stars because it was quasi entertaining, but this main character, ugh, okay, and and the end. There was no end. So ask Karen if I just missed something. <laughs> I'm like, you're really passionate about this. Because I can't, ha- I have some questions for okay. you. Okay. That's the name of the book. That's not the, I don't actually have questions. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe that was the point to finish oh. the book and have and more you questions. Have questions. Look, you're like a philosopher. Literally, right? I'm reading this book and I'm like, what is the point? Get to the point, lady. What, what, what are we doing? You have questions for her. Questions. And it was 435 pages. Oh. I read 200 of them yesterday. Jeez. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I was determined to finish that. I Busy was, uh, Labor Day. I was ready to move on with my life. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Yep. You know, just another notch in the belt, ladies. Yeah, there you go. I'm at, and I've been listening to books whenever I work out. So that also oh. helps my book. Um, I'm at, Kate, how many books do you think I've read this year since January? Okay. We're, you know, eight full months in, I would say um, 30. 24. 41. 39. Wow. Price is right rules. She still wins. She didn't go over. Yes, she did. I did. Oh, wait. What did you say? 41. 41. Oh, shit. I won. (laughs) Suck up. Price is right rules. I win. (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and um, end this podcast. So long, everyone. Hope everyone has a great rest of your week. I'm really excited for our guest next week. I'll just leave you with that. Yes, teaser. I mean, I was, I was excited about Tori, but next one might hit home. It might. Uh-oh. I don't right. think you can come, though, Kate. Yeah, it's in the morning. Sorry. Uh, wah, wah. We'll it's, tell you. It's going to be everybody's least favorite episode, so I'm not on it. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.